Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 336 on the Get Married podcast. We're so excited to be back in your ears. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a brand new topic to cover today. Mm. What are we talking about? (laughs) We are talking about... Well, it's a topic that does come up, the obsession of diets, but we're talking it, talking about it in terms of if you have friends or maybe, maybe family members who are very interested in this topic and don't stop talking about it. Mm. Yeah, so I guess more so if you are wanting to not talk about yes. it because you might be wanting to talk about it, which is fine, you can. Uh, but I'm thinking if you're listening to this podcast that you don't want to be. Uh, so he, there you are, not wanting to be part of diet culture anymore, feeling really great because, wow, you actually understand this diet culture thing and how it's some big marketing scam and just designed to keep us small. And then, boom, your best friend is on a new diet and they're telling you all about it again. And they're trying to maybe convince you to try it as well, subtly or yeah, not maybe just subtly. Implying, yeah. It just feel you know how sometimes it feels that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny, Carly. You mentioned like literally just before we hit record on this podcast, you just mentioned that I'm pretty sure we did this podcast episode, but the other way around, like how to not feel judgment from the people who are ju- like judging your diet. Yes. Uh and I mean the thing is th- it's the judgment that is the thing we need to I guess move through deal with and the judgment that needs to stop. Yeah. Really. I mean that's different. Yeah, that's that like is different. someone like it it is it's similar but it is still different cuz we we were talking about Actually, like Actually no, we weren't even talking. I know that I know Back then to what you were mentioning when we felt judged for our diets, it wasn't because we were talking about them. It was because we ate differently. Like we didn't push our diet on anyone. Like we, we, I never ever, I don't think I ever spoke to anyone about a diet just like for fun. Like I definitely did. Yeah, you did. Carly, you did. But I never did. Like I never just brought up my diet as a topic of discussion. Never. I wasn't that person. Oh, but I definitely did. If someone, <laughs> if someone, if someone asked me, "Oh, why are you not getting dairy? Or why are you not doing this? Or why are you eating that?" Then I would talk about it. So it'd be like a if someone asked me or if someone questioned me, then I would. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I felt very judged. Uh, from actually an ex-boyfriend's family, they were judging me and my eating decisions. 
and it felt really awful. And I think you were there too, Carl's, mm. and it felt like an interrogation. So, yeah, that's completely different actually because, like, that's not very nice. Yeah, also don't interrogate people about yeah. their choices because, like, you can eat what you want you yeah. can do what you want. But this is different. This yeah. is like when you – I guess you've become aware of the – the dangers, it is the dangers, but also the the way that diet culture can impact you and potentially like if you have children or whatever, mm. you know, people who are easily influenced, you are aware of the dangers. And so you consciously make sure you don't talk about stuff like this because you yourself potentially have grown up with that around you yes. and, you know, sometimes you can see like how you uh, were a product of your environment. Like I exactly. can totally see how the magazines that I read, the movies that I watched, the people that I surrounded myself with, um, the gyms that I went to, the instructors that I had, how they all helped me develop a very unhealthy relationship with my body yes i'm dieting but and the thing is this is normal in inverted commas this is seen as normal but it's really it's not normal like we're not meant to be on this land living this life uh on this earth living this life thinking that we constantly need to lose weight we need to change what we look like like that's not the purpose of life Mm. it's become a huge part of the society we live in and i guess you know like it's been around a long time but of course since advertising and since businesses started making a lot of money from weight loss stuff whether it's a, a program or a diet or whatever it's become so much bigger than just an idea mm. so uh, you're aware of this at home we are aware of this and then you are consciously deciding not to bring this up and mm. then someone else does so yes what do we do <laughs> well i Look, there's no right or wrong thing to do. I think it's a very personal choice, but it's important to know, especially if this person is one of those people who talk about it a lot and, you know, it keeps on happening and you're like, gee, I need to deal with this better because, like, it's making me angry. It's not good. Yeah, and you and you kind of need to preempt the response. And, I mean, this is – like, this comes up for so many things. It's I guess it's like if you have very different opinions to someone and maybe you love them and care about them, but it's like how do you step into this situation without – the emotional overload. You know when you get so angry inside? Yeah, you get triggered, you get angry or you get sad. Uh, So it either bursts out as like some like, or, oh, that hurt my throat. (laughs) Making that sound. That's a weird sound. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) You either get angry and, you know, you feel that, you know, that anger where you're just so frustrated and you're going red and you're you're, so angry. Uh, Or you get very sad and you just burst out crying like, like I do f- both and offended oh deeply offended like deeply offended yeah. like and it's like yeah you've you they might have said something and it's you've taken it extremely personal yeah because it is personal yes well it sometimes it's more very very personal especially if it's like directed at you mm-hmm. or you know you can feel the the implying or like you know you you just sense it Mm -hmm. I mean sometimes we take things too personal too but sometimes we do make things up yeah but like so then I always think well why do I feel that way yeah like am I making it up am I actually making it up like maybe I'm making it up but also like 
Maybe I'm not. Like there's a reason why I feel that way when that person said those words Yeah. So how do we deal with it? Well, I think the easiest option is to probably get out of the situation. So step away, walk away, leave the conversation. Like the quickest, easiest yeah. way. Yeah, the, the way that is going to, you know, not put you in a in a situation where you're going to react with emotion because this is the thing we want to we want to try take that breath we want to try respond instead of react so so this this is the goal really and then it's figuring out what is the best response in that circumstance you as an individual and them whoever they are like what works the best and it's so hard you know like when you're actually in the situation to to do this right yeah this is easy now (laughs) it's so easy now we're not in the situation we're talking about it but I know like me and you Emmy we are we are sometimes terrible at this like we we react we have our opinion we're like blah 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 like you're you're being this you're being that like this is that um I totally know that sometimes I'm definitely not or, very good at that. I totally know and I do it sometimes with mum especially and it's not sorry, about this. It's, sorry, mum, we love you. It's not about this topic. It would be something like, God, I don't know, just something like that might be like we have different opinions politically mm. even yeah. and it's not like – She's a bad person, but we have different opinions. And but I get angry and it bursts out. I think it's the Sagittarian in me, the fire, the fire instinct or whatever, mm. fire sign. Yeah, I reckon you're worse than me. Yeah, I'm so much worse. <laughs> but I think if I know I'm so much better when I maybe even talk to you yeah. and say, I'm going to take a deep breath, inhale, exhale, and I'm not going to be bothered by it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Some things warrant an argument some things warrant to be st- stood up for other times if you love that person it's not worth it if it's personal that's different like this is more like our different opinions yeah. i don't know why i feel personal about that it's not personal no but this um diet culture stuff i think is important well definitely if okay here's a story oh i had an eating disorder for x amount of years oh uh I've gone through counseling, therapy to try get over my obsession with diet. Uh, I starved myself and got myself really sick. Like these are such common things that so many of us experience. Yeah, they're valid reasons to not want to be talking about diets all the time. Mm-hmm. Because hello, you get triggered and go back down that wormhole. Oh, five years of therapy I had gone down the toilet because what's her name has banged on about the newest diet for the last hour. Mm. So first idea is to walk away, like remove yourself from the situation. And I think this is a great first step, especially if you haven't thought about your response yet. So like, you know, if you haven't actually come up with a good response that you're going to say, you're like, all right, I feel uncomfortable. I don't like the situation. I'm out. See ya. Bye. And you don't have to like uh, allow them to speak at you. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes like I remember I would probably like speak at people and be like, I'm doing this and I'm eating this and blah, 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 blah. And I've lost this much weight. And then there would be people who are like genuinely, obviously, um, entwined in diet culture who would like want to talk about it. Actually, you know what? Most people want to talk to me about it. They didn't th- back then. It was not something that people were like shocked about. Like when I brought up my but diet, maybe you picked and choose who to talk to yeah I just picked my friends who like were also obsessed with dieting <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird if you weren't obsessed with dieting yeah remember that you did have a friend who never dieted yeah, and, and you like, thought oh, she I was I can't weird. believe it 
See, that not that funny? Like back then, we couldn't believe it. Now it's like, whoa, like we can't believe ourselves. Now I think back and I'm like, go that person. Like, good on you. How did you get through it? I should probably ask her. And does she still? Yeah. Is she still the same? Exactly. I wonder. I wonder. Me too. Uh, so great. I think it's a great idea. Just walk away. Remove yourself because then you don't respond anyway or react. And especially if there's it's like a big group scenario mm-hmm. and you don't really want to make a scene. I mean, I'm not good at making scenes. Like, I'm not. I'm not the person <laughs> – no, I'm just not the person who has, like, you know, the one-liner that drops and it's yeah. like, boom. Like, I get flustered, I go red, I get emotional, I cry, I yell. Like, there's nothing good about my, you know, response in yeah. that, those cases. Agree. Oh, Me too. I don't um, – you know how like you have those moments where you you say something and then like an hour or a day later you think like, oh, I, I should have said, said this. <laughs> like this is the best sentence. Why didn't I say that? That just would have stopped the entire conversation. Only took you 24 hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the lesson, right? So walk away, come up with your response <laughs> for the next time and then you'll have it in your back pocket to pull it out. Okay, what else? Because you have a bit of a list and I like yeah, that you have a list. I don't know if they're any good. Um. Uh, so I thought another one, which is kind of similar to walking out is to just change the subject somehow. So this is, these are like the more doable, easier, like less emotional responses. It's like, you just literally change the subject. Is it possible? Can you? You can. And I'm trying to think, I literally had, did we not have an experience where someone changed the subject just the other day? What was it? Oh my gosh. Oh, no, it was another situation. You were not there. It was someone else. (laughs) For some reason, I think you're always there. But anyway, it was someone else and they like to talk about themselves a lot and like their past trauma and they bring it up in every every conversation. Like I'm not – like I am all for it. Like you can talk to me about your past trauma. I will listen. But this is like – at breakfast, at coffee, at lunch, on people's birthday parties. I'm like sorry. All these kinds of things. I'm sorry. You can't talk about your past trauma all the time. I know. And so th- that's why then, you buy therapy, so yeah, psychological <laughs> yes. help. So Joel is there as well and he is like very much against this conversation <laughs> and he just changes just the imagine. subject. He's like, oh, look at the beach. He goes, look at the beach. And then, Carl, look at that dog. Like it was a dog crossing the road. Great way also to distract me because I was like allowing the conversation. You're like fully yeah, engaged. I'm like, I'm just, no, I'm just not that. I'm just like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, I, I, this is so funny. I can totally imagine Joel doing this and like he's so angry inside because he's like this conversation needs to end. And it was his birthday. Fair enough. Yeah. If there's any day of the year, you can change the subject On to the dog birthday. crossing the road. And I was like, oh my God. So cute. Actually, it was pretty funny. It was a dog in a pram. So, oh yeah, okay. Well, that's perfect. Thank yeah. you, dog in pram. Exactly. So, changing of subject. I think as much as it is abrupt, as much as it's pretty obvious, uh, go for it. Well, and you can even have the story planned. Yeah. Like you could have this great story and. Like, it's a long story even. Like, it might not even be like, look at the dog. Like, that's good too. Like, if there's something nearby that happens, perfect. But sometimes there's nothing. nothing. (laughs) So you need to have a story. So have that ready. And then you just interject and you be like, oh, I was meaning to say. Or like, Mm -hmm. I've got this epic story to tell you. Mm -hmm. Or this happened. uh, And it is kind of rude because you are talking over someone and you're interrupting. 
But perhaps it's also rude to be talking and obsessing about dieting at this catch-up. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, I think another one then is just getting personal. It's being open and honest. I actually am choosing not to talk about dieting anymore because of X, Y, Z. And it could be a personal story or like a stat of mm-hmm. some kind, which, yeah, I probably should have had some stats of like ready for you, maybe. Just Google it. Yeah, Google Google some diet culture stats. <laughs> I think this, this could be – and yeah, I, I do kind of like it. It's almost like it's being – it's not being rude. It's just being like super honest and saying, hey, Emma, like thanks for sharing, but I'm really trying not to talk about diets yeah. anymore. I'm hoping you can help me with that. Yeah. Um, oh, there Let's we go. talk about something else and, and just find it really triggering to talk yeah. about diets and it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, that's actually a perfect response. And you can even add, like, I don't mind that you talk about them, but not to me. Mm. I'm trying not to talk about dieting anymore and to not put it, you know, in the front of my, you know, not in my mind. Mm. I think this is another thing to mention. How many moments of our lives have we spent about thinking about diets? Too many. Too many years thinking about diets, years thinking about, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that, years of anxiety about future workouts and future eating plans. It's overwhelming. And it's awful. And once you realize it, you don't want to waste a precious moment of your life thinking about calories in and out, reading about diets. You just want to focus on, oh, the whole point of life, which is living and experiencing which dieting, I just, it's not experiencing life. It's horrible. Dieting is horrible. There's nothing fun about it. Nothing joyful. It's very rigid. It's very uh, structured. It makes you feel either great or horrible, but you're also feeling horrible during the whole time because even when you're feeling great, you also might be restrictive eating or lacking energy. You're lacking nutrients. I think diets need to be banned. Yes. Let's just the, chuck them. The thing is this great feeling, it's conditional. Yeah. Like let's flash back to when 2012 we went on some the last, I won't say the last diet, it's probably the, Was it the third last diet we went on? Uh, But it was like kind of the, I guess, the catalyst for a lot of what we do now. Um, (laughs) I literally just forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Wow. What the diet, the 1,200 calorie, 12 calorie. Oh, yeah, okay. So it was like the I was talking about, diet. yeah, right? It was a 12-week shred. Uh, wow, great story, Carla. Uh, and every Friday we would do a cardio session. We would go to like a high-intensity cycle class. We wouldn't drink water during the entire class because if we drank water, we would weigh more after the class. And, yeah, we'd also dehydrate ourselves. So silly. Oh, my. So unhealthy. So dangerous do not do this um and then we'd rush home we'd weigh ourselves and I remember I felt so amazing on the days that I lost weight and on the days when I didn't or on the days when I put on like 0.2 of a kilo oh my I would feel I would want to like scream I was so angry at myself yeah 
Wow. Because so you were on such a mission, like, to... I, oh, I wish I'd screenshot this post, sis. Yeah. There was a Facebook memory from, like, oh. three days ago, and I had posted about this diet, and I was messaging, like, on Facebook, the girl who gave me the diet. Oh, my. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next phase of the diet, blah, 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 blah. It's so addictive. I just love it so much. This is what I was saying about this diet. And then you you comment and you're like, yeah, you girls inspire me so much. I think I'm getting addicted too. Like this is a conversation we had on Facebook. And I was like, oh my God. Like I cannot believe that I was so just like all consumed by this thing. I know. And so conditioned that this was okay and healthy. Like we thought it was genuinely healthy. And that's because what we feel – what we felt, I should say, was that thinness equaled health. Simply, that was never and never will be the truth. What we believed. It, what was, we believed it to be true. Yeah. And it's simply not because thinness can be health. Thin can be healthy. Larger can be healthy. Larger can be unhealthy. Thin can be unhealthy. There's no, like, you do this, this makes you healthy. No. There's like, no that will never happen. That says, this is the healthy size. And there's no size that says this is the beautiful size because this is the thing. Look at ideals. Look at beauty ideals. We talked about this before. They change continuously. Look at the Kardashians now. Now they're getting all ripped, right? And look at the BMI. Look at that. Yeah. The whole idea that, you know, doctors have used for so long. Yeah. Like how does that make any sense? It doesn't. None of it makes sense. It needs. It should all be very individualized. Uh in some cases, people need to lose weight for their health. In other cases, people need to gain weight for their health. There's so many different things that yeah. need to happen. And it's not usually the gaining of weight yeah. or the losing of weight. It's something else. It's like, yeah, true. oh, you are not eating enough protein or fat because your brain isn't functioning properly or your, your hormones. hormones are not working yeah. properly. So that is why you have to eat these foods. Yeah. And a byproduct of that is potentially putting on weight. But yeah. it wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't the only thing you had to do. You they wouldn't recommend you go and eat like McDonald's every day yeah. just to put on weight. Yeah, exactly. They'll tell you good healthy things to put. And that's the on thing weight. that we should be told. Yeah. Like the how. Oh, it's so frustrating. And I mean, then there's the whole thing of like your thinness becomes this badge of honor. I mean, mm. I remember feeling that when I was losing oh weight and that's that's all part of this diet culture that that thinner is better and it's absolute rubbish. It's absolute BS. It creates eating disorders. It creates suffering. It creates unhappiness. It creates a life that is forever looking down at the scales, forever pinching at your fat, forever looking at previous photos of you. Oh, I was so thin back then. Or, oh, I was so big back then. Or, what you know, just judgment, judgment, judgment. And it steals away from so much magic. Mm-hmm. It steals away your ideas. It steals away your creativity. It takes your energy away from your career, your business, your children, your family, uh, your lover, your your partner. It your takes friends. away from everything. Your, you know, just the the goals that you could be dreaming up about. No, it's taken over by diets mm. in your mind. Instead, number one ah! on the New Year's list is lose X amount of kilos. Oh, my God. And it's like, can we do something else this year, please, Can we? And, like, what about that? Just, like, do that monologue. What monologue? Just say all that. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just um, 
We'll make that a snippet and save it on our Instagram as a saved post and you can just play it to them. <laughs> I don't know if it's any um, good. <laughs> so we started that conversation. I just want to reiterate that dieting, some like you were saying, you know, you feel great and then sometimes you don't feel great. And the only reason you feel great is because you've met some condition that you've put on yourself yes. that you have to meet. And if you don't meet it, then you don't feel great. And this is not healthy. This is like conditional love. And yeah. conditional love is not not love. Yeah, it, that is not the definition of no. love at all. I will only love you if it, you do this for me. Remember when you were a kid and you'd be like, I'll be your best friend if blah, 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 blah. Like me and my friends used to do that all the time when we were like under 10. I'll be your best friend if you pick me. Like I'll be your best friend if you make me it. I'll be your best friend if you don't make me it. I'll be your best friend. I do not like, remember that I'll be your best friend if you give me half of your muesli bar. Like <laughs> these so are funny. so strange. I don't think I felt I was like such a loner of a kid. Yeah. Like I always had one friend. Really. See, we had like this kind of weird – it was always like a trio and like it was always like well, it was always like me and Chloe. Like me and Chloe were always like besties, but then there was like other people who were like contests. You know, yeah, like people could come in and they couldn't come in. So mean. Oh my god, I hate that. Even thinking back to then, I hate that. I remember you had troubles with all that. Yeah. I mean, so did I. Feeling left out. Yeah, awful. <laughs> I hate feeling left out. Oh, we <sighs> just want to be accepted, right? Maybe this is why we join diets, because we just want to join the We just wanted to like fit in. Yeah. And be like everyone else. No, don't be like everyone else. No, go against it. What else could we do in these situations? But, uh, well, I think we should, yeah, we should just keep, we should mention again. So like get personal, like tell them why you don't want to talk about it anymore. Give them like, um, tell them that talking about dieting makes you feel X, Y, Z. Talking yeah. about dieting actually makes me uh, feel a bit anxious, feel stressed. makes me feel like I need to lose weight. Like you're making me feel like I need to lose weight. Yeah, and I wonder what would happen. What after, would they say? Yeah, then? what would they say? I mean, and gosh, you know, all this is so easy. It's so well, you know, well said here. But I wonder, you what know, you in do? the situation, oh, it's really hard. I think there's very, you know, there's magic and vulnerability with the right person, mm. though. So you know, take this advice, but know that you know one one idea might fit better for that person as opposed to being vulnerable. Like, you need to have some pretty big trust with that person, mm. or maybe you want to like just shock the system and be like, "Yeah, I need to end this because if it's constant, you need to do something. Otherwise, it's going to. If this person needs to stay in your life, it's going to be forever." Like digging at you, like you know, like it's like that slow scratch, yeah. like and soon Ow. it just gets to the bone, like it'll just keep digging, 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 and it'll be a niggle, and then it just will be like this, like pain. It'll be pain, and you'll be resentful, resentful and angry at them because they keep hurting you, but they might not even know. So we need to make them aware of it, and you know, we can do this with kindness. If we pre-plan it, we can be like, all right, I'm going to say something, but I'm going to do it with kindness and not anger because yeah. they don't know. Let's pretend that, you know, okay, actually, they, they uh, are getting, yeah, they're getting hurt too, right? Yeah. It's almost like this is where I feel like I want to send them an article. Like I want to yeah. send them some, some info or I want to bring something up like, oh, I saw the other day this thing called body acceptance. It's revolutionary. <laughs> like – it means that you don't ever have to diet again. It's pretty interesting. And then they might be like, oh. Yes. See, that's another idea, isn't it? You have to make them feel like they have discovered it. Yeah. You should You should check it out. 
Like this kind of, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's what I would do. I mean, obviously I wouldn't do that because I would just be like, don't you know what I do? Like, <laughs> I don't. No, but people still talk about diets <laughs> with us. Like, Yeah, I know. And who did it the other day? Someone talked about a diet. Oh, we were getting podcast interviewed. Oh, yeah. You know what I did on that yeah. podcast interview? We were getting interviewed and they were talking about a fruitarian diet. Oh, yeah. And I just started to question it. What does that diet do? What does that diet mean? And oh, then yeah. they explained to the diet how it's like you just eat fruit. And then I just go, you just eat fruit? Yeah, like you just question like it. I just questioned like, it. Like, that's blowing my mind. Like, you, no other food? <laughs> like you know I've been on some pretty crazy diets but that I never went on that because I never I never just (laughs) I could not fathom that that is healthy or good for you because how can that be good for you hey I went on um but I could fathom the lemon detox yeah I didn't but see I didn't do that you were more hardcore with your diets I I reckon I like me 18, if I'd heard of the fruitarian you diet would have been on and it. the girl only who ate bananas oh, for yuck. breakfast, lunch and dinner, sounds, I'd be on it. That sounds so gross. I mean, like. You don't even like bananas. Yeah, I would just throw up though. So like. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I did that. I was like, yeah, that's what you did. It's like, yeah, I didn't go do a hardcore diet, but I definitely restricted my eating. I definitely binged and I definitely purged. And I think, you know, like I could just say that, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about dieting because I've been part of that world for a long time. It took up a lot of space in my mind. It led me to an eating disorder. Yes, I had bulimia where I threw my food up. Mic drop. Like you could so you just- could get personal. You could totally get personal. Yeah, I was sick of doing that and I needed to make a change because it was mentally very unhealthy, physically very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is the thing. We hide these things. Like I hid that for so long, but it's better to talk about it. Mm-hmm. If you are suffering with an eating disorder, by the way, definitely reach out to uh, – a Butterfly Foundation. Butterfly Foundation. They probably have a big list of psychologists mm-hmm. you can contact. There's so much information out there. and We have an amazing psychologist. Yes, friend, Miriam. Miriam. She she's amazing. Yes. I mean, these things need to be talked about. And, you know, eating disorders look very different, you know, it, and the people who suffer from them look very different. We kind of see – like on the news, it's a lot of anorexia, you know, where it's visually very, you can see. Mm. But, you know, I never was too thin. And that's not ever the, that's not ever the uh, 100% exactly. sufferers. Yeah, like, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's, some, it's people and they're doing it, you know, like I did in silence, not sharing about it because you feel a lot of shame. But this is what diet culture does. Mm-hmm. Diet culture allows and inspires people to put themselves in harm so they can look a certain way. And it's time to say no, no more. I think you should say that to them. Yeah. Like diet culture does X, Y, Z. It makes people sick. Like and maybe it's like if you don't have a personal story, tell Emma's story. Yeah, tell my story. I have a friend and this is what happened and I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. And – not being part of it means not talking and about it. And this is it. the thing, like, and if you have small children, we can't be talking about this in front of them because this stuff just filters through. Like, how did I develop that? Mm. No one taught me anything like this. Our parents were never on diets. Never. 
Mum definitely commented on her weight, definitely. And I would say, of course, like that, that did something. But where did that come from for her? Mm-hmm. Okay, her mum probably did or her friends. Like we need to stop now that we're aware. And like mum never talks about it now. No, mum, mum is so amazing. I feel like she is an inspiration to like the older generation in that a lot of the time – if we're talking about, you know, with people our age and they might be talking about their parents or their aunties or their older pe- friends and they go, oh, but, you know, they're just the generation in front. Like yeah. we we can't change them. We can. No, we can because our mum did and I find that extremely inspiring that she spent, you know, she probably started her journey when she was 58. So she spent 58 years not not – uh, accepting herself and thinking that she needed to change her body and now she finally yeah. accepts herself. And I think the thing with mum, she never did like any hardcore actions. Like she never was the person on the diet or the made crazy exercise. Like she never was into that. She fought, she did some of the diets I did with me. Yeah, she did them with mm. you but she always never felt like her, she never felt her body was right. Yeah. And I I know that. I remember that. Because mum would always comment, I have a tiny waist, big bum, big thighs. Oh, sounds like the perfect body ideal of 2020, right? 2022, 2021. It's so insane. How funny. Oh, so like this is the thing. How stupid. So she felt too big. Her butt was too big. And that's like JLo on the documentary, right? Like her butt was too big. And then, oh, wait a minute. Now it's amazing. Yeah. So like these things change. And that's why... We just should never comment on people's bodies. Yeah. Because, like, why are we commenting on people's bodies? Well, we know why because look at the society we live in. Like, it's obvious why people do. Mm. Doesn't mean we have to accept or like it, though. Mm. And doesn't mean we have to do it. Just because it's normal in our society doesn't mean we have to be part of it. So that's when we change the subject. Yeah. It's that's so, when we walk away. It's so refreshing to not have conversations revolved around the judgment of other people's looks. Actually, the judgment of just other people in general, I like know. regarding their career, regarding their accomplishments, regarding their whatever it might be, their relationships. To let go of like this kind of gossiping and – yes. Uh, what, like, it, like uh, what is it? Like, it's like this obsession with other people's lives. Like, to not have conversations about that is really refreshing. Yeah, I think when we started this self-acceptance practice, that probably has been the, the quiet, most amazing change for both of us, mm. Carla, because I know I was very judgmental. First, very judgmental of myself always putting myself down, super critical of myself in every aspect of my life. But I didn't realize that also stemmed across to pretty much everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the judgments were really good and then obviously some of the judgments were horrible. To practice self-acceptance, to practice more yoga, to learn more about, you know, this different perspective, philosophy of life, you begin to appreciate someone not for the job they have, not for the amount of money they have, not for many how many houses they own, not for what they've achieved in their careers, not for how many letters they have after their name and the education they have. Or how many followers. Or how have. many followers they have. Oh, my. How, how did, did I forget, forget that? Yeah, because the, how good did I forgot <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, yeah, followers. Uh, Honestly, like, that doesn't mean, like, 
I, I, I don't think any differently of anyone who has more followers or less followers. I just think, oh, poor th- you. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I know what social media is like and I know if you want to like create that engaged, growing following, it takes a lot. It takes, takes a lot. A lot. Of like your soul. Uh, but I think that has been the most amazing and quiet but massive shift for you and Isis. Mm. And it's so it's actually so cool to reflect on. It is. It really is. So I feel like that is a great place to end with firstly, I guess, deciding that you don't want to be part of these conversations anymore. That is a really great first step. And becoming more aware of them because I think we can also become like they are for well they were for me they just happened and like I didn't question the conversations like Mm. they just were and I just thought they were normal and that we had to have these conversations that I had to be part of them that I wasn't allowed to change the subject that kind of thing you actually can yeah I think because you want to be like a considerate person an active listener and whatnot and, you know, you want to hear, you know, we have two ears, right, and one mouth, so we should listen more. But not to stuff we don't want to hear about and, like, I'm not – like, some stuff we don't want to hear about but we need to hear about, like, mm-hmm. global warming, like, some new stuff. Definitely should be hearing more about this even though it doesn't make you feel good. Awareness is good of that stuff. But dieting? I do not want to hear about your newest diet. And I don't – That's just, dropping yeah. five kilos in a week. I don't – care it just isn't bringing any it's good. not bringing any good like the other stuff that you just mentioned that's bringing hopeful hopefully change you know yeah. when someone becomes more aware of global warming and what is happening oh i should learn more about this like how can i make a positive difference whereas like learning about the latest diet that just makes you feel like crap <laughs> and you don't gain anything from that you actually lose life from that Oof. Like any moment spent thinking about, maybe I should try that diet. Do not try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. No more dieting. No more diets. Um, yeah, so I think that that is obviously the, the greatest first step, that you can finally be aware of the conversations you no longer want to be part of. So well done for noticing them yeah. and realizing I want to make a change because if you don't do that, you won't make the change. Yeah. So you actually have to know about it first. And also well done if you've gone from being obsessive dieting. Me. Me. To <laughs> now, you know, very, it's, it, I mean, like the word is intuitive eating, right? But really it's just eating. And can we like also remember that like intuitive eating has now taken its own yeah. thing. Like it's a diet. It's a diet. <laughs> so it's kind of, again, f- frustrating and I think it also doesn't work for some people at all. Like, okay, if I listened to my intuition yeah. all the time, I would be not eating the greatest foods. I'm telling you now. Like, I get it. Like, I love this. Like, I get it. But I'm like, sometimes, like, I, I've got a lolly jar at home. It's not mine. It's Joel's. And he'll open up that lolly jar and I'll smell the lollies. And I'm like, oh, my God, they smell so yeah. good. Like, They're like the – the um. Natural confectionery. Oh, they take yum. me back I them. to when I was pretty much obsessed with 99% fat-free food. So I'd eat all the yeah. lollies because I thought that they were healthy. Um, I know that lollies are not the best. No. Like I'll have one 
And then I know like if I eat a whole packet, I'm going to feel like crap. You'll feel sick. I'll feel sick and I don't want to feel sick. But in the moment I smell it, my intuition's like, go get one. <laughs> get five. Get many. See, you can tie the snake in a knot like you used to when you were 18. Like with your tongue. Like I remember I said that to Joel. I was like, I used to be able to do this. He was like, do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. You take a while. You yeah. have to eat 20 exactly. Ah, uh, That's so true. That's why I don't, we don't really use that term no. intuitive eating we never really got into it i don't really <laughs> like it don't like it because it's true because well i, I don't even know what, why are we mixing into intuitive and intuition and eating i just it doesn't work for me what i like to do is i like to think um, is this food going to make me feel good and like it's not like I restrict myself and I, you know, eat naughty foods on the weekend. Like I don't call it mm. that. It's just that the weekday cooking is very simple. Protein, veggies, salad. And that's actually very healthy really. Mm. Like it's real food. No, I don't add sauces. I don't add sugar. I don't spend a lot of time cooking them either, but it's simple. Mm-hmm. Then the weekends, it might be where pasta and they're still home cooked, homemade, very healthy still. But maybe they're there's got they've got pasta mm-hmm. or it's homemade pizza. Yeah. I mean these are these are actually very healthy options. But if I were to eat them every day, a I would get sick of them. B they take far too long to cook and make homemade pasta and homemade pizza. C. Okay, if I'm overeating one food type. That's not healthy. Mm. You it's need like to how be we more used balanced. to eat eggs for lunch every day. Yeah. And like then I became intolerant to eggs. Yeah. Same with like avocado. I became intolerant to yeah. avocado because I was eating an avocado every day. Yeah. And it's like it's not it's not just the, in inverted commas, the naughty foods where it's like if you overeat pizza, like then yeah. you're going to feel all sick. Foods. It's all food. Like it, it, well, I should say it can be all foods because I eat an apple pretty much every day. And I love apples. But, you know, I keep buying apples and they're not, like, the best apples. Which what sort ones? of apples are you buying? I normally buy Pink Ladies, but I randomly bought Granny Smith's because they're on sale. And were they good? They were pretty young. Sometimes they're sour, though. I don't mind a sour apple. I do love an apple. I should buy some more. But because I got an intolerance to apple, remember? Oh, yeah, I do remember. See, guys, I <laughs> I do remember that. And... You're like high susceptibility to intolerance. It's just because I have sensitive skin and like, I don't know, like clearly I have some gut issues, but like I also don't want to get obsessed with that because that is also a part of diet culture. And I know there's health, like there is a line where sometimes you need to, you need to go on these strict diets to heal your gut and whatever. And maybe we don't call them diets, we call them more like therapeutic therapeutic protocols. Yeah. Like Instead of diets, but because they, I think no, there's so many of them that lead to eating disorders. No, I know. I've that. even read about it that, like, you know, the protocol, the gut healing, uh, they lead to eating disorders. I understand how and, and why they would paranoia, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm going to undo all the work I've done. Like, sometimes it's like, you know, I do get a little rash every now and again on my wrist and my legs. And it's totally when I have like foods like, okay, I had sparkling wine, really sweet sparkling wine the other day. It was from that because I don't drink that very often. If I drink alcohol, it's been red wine lately. 
spritz. Like that definitely has sparkling wine, so mm. I don't like it. Must have been something in particular. <laughs> but yeah, I have a bumpy rash on my arm, and I've been stressed too. So it probably all. I think it's just everything. Everything adds up, and that's what Dr. Rach said. She said you can never pinpoint it on any one thing. It's like you fill up a jar. There's something at the bottom. There's something on top. There's something on top. They're all different layers, and it's that last one that is the trigger point. <laughs> Yeah, it and was that the last you. one, but it could have. But next it's, time it's, it might be the next. Yeah, a different it's, thing. It's a combination. Yeah. It's that the the on the top up. the build up of all of it. So that's why a lot of doctors will tell you that those those uh, intolerance tests aren't even any good because yeah. it'll change. I know. So there's another good reminder to you know maybe sometimes you need to let go of that stuff if it's not like you know, life-threatening, yeah. I have a tiny rash. Like that's what I'm talking about. Don't don't misinterpret that. Always seek medical help. Always. Maybe two opinions. Yeah. Well, that one was, that was a wormhole. Or- uh, yeah, we went, <laughs> we went somewhere. Where did we go? Where did we go? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I hope that this has provided some inspiration for the conversations that you might be having uh, in order to change them, to, I guess, influence them as well. Sometimes I, if I ever find myself in a conversation like that, like we were on the podcast interview with the lady who talked about fruitarianism, we pretty much then spent the rest of the time talking about body acceptance and how it actually is possible to not be on a diet. Mm-hmm. And she was mind blown. And I, yeah. do, and I think they're the conversations I want to have. I want to keep blowing people's minds and making them realize that they do not have to be on a diet. And... <sighs> We just have to keep having these conversations until everyone on the planet realizes that they don't have to be on a diet. I think like if you are talking to someone who is so obsessed with dieting and, you know, you've known them a little while and it's ridiculous, you should add up, like estimate how many Mm. hours they've thought about dieting. Like say they think about, say they've thought about dieting probably at least five hours a day, right? Like adding up over the day. They probably do, right? Or like maybe... Maybe two, like two. Two hours a day. And how old are they? I don't know. Are they 60? And then so ages like at least probably from 15 to 60, two hours a day, add that up. I wonder what it equals. It's a lot because we one time one time did like the minutes. So do it on your calculator. Should I do it now? Yeah, do it now. How many years? So were it'll be <laughs> we decided that they started dining at 15 and they're 60. So that's 45 years. So first of all, do two times – 356. Oh, 712 times 45. 32,040. That's hours. Oh. Now times it by 60. Uh, like nearly 2 million minutes. Gee, that's a lot. That's a lot. So hopefully I did the calculation right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hopefully I said the number right. <laughs> Anyway, it's a lot. Almost two million minutes of your life spent thinking and talking about dieting. Yeah, so like when you add that up, then you think, wow, what else could have I done with my life? Those minutes. And you can't turn back the time. You can't take those minutes back. But what you can do is step forward with this new perspective and this new awareness of, hey, instead of focusing on calories, diets, my weight, other people's weight, judgment, judgment, judgment – I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Read a book. Read a book. Uh, 
learn a language, learn to dance, learn to bowl and get get strikes every shot. Paint. Mm. Draw. Draw. Uh, Go on a walk, like in nature. Yes. Like meditate. Meditate. Oh, that is a good one. Do yoga. Yoga. Pilates. Pilates. Uh, Build an online business. Cook a delicious meal. Yes, for loved ones. Call a friend and catch up. Do some volunteer work. Listen to a podcast. Crochet. Mm, Knit. Knit. Create Uh, something. Craft. Craft is always a good idea. Make greeting cards. Paint your house. Clean your house. Like definitely clean your house. Okay, I need to do that. Clean, clean out your, your closets. Wash your sheets. Yeah, give away things that you don't need. Yes, anymore. that's nice. That's very nice. Mm. Take your dog for a walk. Aww. Play with your dog. Yeah, play with your kids. Cuddle your dog. Mm. Cuddle your kids. Uh, plan some travel. Like dream mm. about travel. Plant a plant. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> or like do a little garden or something. Start a veggie patch. That's a good idea. Jump in the ocean. Scroll Instagram. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's better than as long as you're following accounts. Oh, wait. Look on, go on Instagram and delete any diet culture fueled accounts you yes. accidentally are following. Yes, do that. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't do that, say to do that already at the start oh, yeah, of make this sure you podcast. Do make sure you do that. All right. All right. Time to go. Yes. Have a great day. Bye. We'll talk to you later. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.